Welcome to the Gold Medal Mindset. I'm your host, Brenna Huckabee. I am a two-time Paralympic gold medalist snowboarder, teaching you all the mindset tools, hacks, and lessons to get you from where you are to achieving your gold medal dreams. Let me help you tap into your fullest potential to make your gold medal a reality. Let's dive in. Hey guys, it's me, Brenna Huckabee, back with another episode, and I'm super excited about this one because, guys, I was sitting there yesterday, there I was, picture me this, and I'm like, girl, you have literally never told the internet how or why you started on this journey. I have literally told everyone in my personal life, everyone in my personal space, like they totally get it. They're like, yes, we love that. We're so excited for you. It's so big and impactful. But like, I've never told the internet. I just kind of shifted and was like, I'll figure it out. But like, no, that's not how this works, Brenda. That's not how any of this works. You have to tell people like what you're doing. They can't read your mind and they're not in your everyday. I think sometimes like our virtual world and our like everyday world kind of get merged because I just have this assumption that people in my quote unquote virtual world like know what I'm up to. But like in reality, you guys are only seeing like bits and pieces um, of my life. And so I'm like, hey, maybe I should fill in the gaps. So this episode is all about like how and why I jumped into this mindset space, why I am sharing more about wellness and mindfulness and high performance mindset and guess more of like the motivation and resiliency and the how to, I guess, of um, becoming a high performer. And so let me just paint the scene. When I was eight years old, I became a gymnast. I decided that gymnastics was my passion and that was what I wanted to do with my life. I had set the goal, because I'm all about goal setting, I had set the goal to become an NCAA scholarship gymnast. And guys, I, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot, I was well on my way of achieving that, guys. I was doing so well in gymnastics. I think when you want something bad enough and you love it, you're unstoppable. When you want to be like, the best and understand how and why you do things like you're going to go so far. So anyway, eight year old me crushing it in gymnastics. And when I was 13, I started to get a knee pain. And when I was 14, that knee pain was osteosarcoma bone cancer. And the thing with osteosarcoma is it always ends in some type of major surgery. It's not always an amputation. It can be a something called rotation plasty where they take your foot flip it around, your foot becomes your new knee. They also have limb salvage where they put an internal prosthetic inside of your leg. And so you have the cosmetic look of a, pro of a real leg, but it doesn't work the same. And then the third option is mine, which is just a traditional hack the boy off. And that's what we did. We were like, get rid of that bad boy. It's cancerous, that's nasty. Um, actually, if you see my other videos, it was much more invo involved than that. And I did not wanna lose my leg, but in the end, it came down to deciding to lose my leg or my life. And I think we would all make the same decision of saving our life. So that is a very short rundown of my story. But the reason I'm sharing this is because during my cancer journey, I wasn't like some mindset guru, some high performer. I was sick. I was pissed. I was depressed. I was angry. I was hurt. I was everything in between. Actually, how I really like to describe that time, I was disassociated. I literally was not in my body during my entire cancer journey. I just, you know, when I 
when I was first finished with it, I thought that I was, you know, coping really well. I thought that I was seeing it as a competition. I thought that I was motivated and inspiring. But in reality, as I look back and as I've done a lot of healing, I was disassociated. I was just floating through. Um, I was holding on to this belief that after cancer, after amputation, everything was going to go back to normal. The truth is, is after my amputation, or I'm sorry, after my cancer, like it's no evidence of disease, we're cancer free. That was actually the darkest point in my life because I realized the life that I was fighting for did not exist anymore. I wasn't a gymnast. I didn't have the same friends. I wasn't popular in school anymore. Like I had nothing that I was clinging on to that was giving me life. And so that was the first time I think that I really sat in my reality and was like, holy shit, this sucks. Um, and so I would love to say that I just like got up and was like, oh, I'm going to do all these things. No, I did wear my prosthetic really quickly. I did get up really quickly. But they were just bits and pieces of success and bits and pieces of genius within my pain. Um, the majority of my time I did spend on the couch. I spent angry. I spent hurt. I went through the full grieving process, not necessarily for my leg, but for the new life that I had. And so over time, um, through this pain, my family who was around me, they were like, girl, like you can't do this anymore. You know, every time that you lay on this couch, every time that you are just giving up, cancer is winning. You know, you may have physically beat cancer, but the more that you live in this space, cancer is mentally beating you. And that was a really big eye opener for me because I realized that like at 15, I'm 15 now, like I still have my whole life ahead of me. And is this really how I want to live it? And so that's kind of when I started to try new sports because sports gave me an outlet. You know, my childhood, while my parents did everything for me and it was amazing for the skills that they had, like wasn't the best. I love you, mom and dad. And no, actually it's hard to say because it was really amazing, but there was a lot of pain involved um, in that journey. And I don't wanna get too hard into that. Um, but just know like gymnastics was my outlet. It was my, my place I could go and it was mine. Um, and so I guess continuing on, um, we knew that sports was something that gave me purpose. It gave me a sense of accomplishment. It gave me something to strive for. It gave me a sense of goal achieving. Um, and, and I just, it gives you like, this sense of like, oh my goodness, if I can do this, I can do anything. So I'm like a huge supporter of sports uh, for young people. But anyway, nonetheless, um, after my cancer journey, I tried a bunch of different sports. But the thing is, is nothing gave me that thrill, that excitement, that challenge, that passion that gymnastics gave me. And so I was in this limbo of like, I want to do something. I want to be active. But like, honestly, all of this suck, all of this stuff is like, second fiddle. And like, I don't live my life to be a second fiddle. And so I was introduced to snowboarding through my cancer hospital. They used to, and they should do it again, MD Anderson. They used to send athletes, I'm sorry, not athletes, um, people who had amputations on a rehabilitation ski trip. And my oncologist 
at the time, he firmly believed in the power of positivity and then the power of, of sports in, in kind of like I just said, you know, if you can do this, you can do anything type thing. And so I went, I was gung ho on snowboarding, even though as an above the knee amputee, most, um, I guess, adaptive centers don't like to teach above the amputees how to snowboard for the first time because it is incredibly difficult and it's liability. They're worried that you're going to get injured. And I was like, I'm going, but I'm going to snowboard. If you think you're going to strap skis on me, like I'm just going to sit in the hotel room. Like I'm not doing it. I'm snowboarding. It reminds me of a balance beam and that's my new thing. And you can stop me, but like, you're not going to change me. You know what I mean? And so I think when I showed up and I was like, Hey, this is how this is going to go. Um, they had no other choice, but to be like, okay, like, I guess we're going to teach you how to snowboard. And so Tara Adams, who was my instructor, who's amazing. She's in Vermont now took on the challenge of teaching this stubborn, hard-headed 15-year-old Brenna how to snowboard. And she did it. We learned. And the second that I strapped into my snowboard, I was in love. I knew it was what I wanted to do. And my mom was there and she's like, finally, we saw Brenna again. So this is how, I guess, um, a very quick and easy story on the time of my life that I was not quote unquote high performer. So after all of this happened, you know, years have gone by. I've moved to Utah so that I could snowboard. I learned about the Paralympics. I decided I wanted to be a Paralympian because I loved competing in gymnastics and it just seemed like a natural flow, a natural fit. And um, I joined my first competition where I had won a third place medal. And I was like, holy crap, like these women had just come back from Sochi and here I am standing on the podium. I'm like, dang, if I would have gone to Sochi, maybe I could have gotten a medal. Nonetheless, I um, decided like, hey, I'm really good at this. This is what I'm going to do. And it wasn't like a, I'm going to do this and I have the skills already. It was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be the best at it and I'm going to learn how to be the best at it. And so through this journey, um, obviously I progressed very quickly. I, after that season that I got my third place medal, um, I became a world champion and then I got pregnant, had a baby, came back, blah, 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 more medals. Who cares? What I do care about is how I, someone who like started snowboarding with no prior experience, who was competing against women who had 10 plus years on me, who were much older, much more experienced, and many would argue had less leg impairment, how I was coming in in, um, dominating how I was able to win and put all of that aside and be great. And so I, in the last two years, have really taken time and understanding mindset and understanding what it is exactly that gets people to this point, because I really firmly don't believe I'm special. I don't think that I have anything that other people don't. I know that there is somebody younger or older than me who is out there right now working their butt off and who is going to at some point come and beat my butt. And I'm totally fine with it. I love it because that means like they're out there working for it mentally and physically. And I feel like it's really easy for the physical aspect because it's science, right? It's like you 
lift this, you do this, you got this, your body composition is this, you're going to eat this, whatever. But the mindset and the mind shift, we're also unique because of our own experiences, our own traumas, our own healing, our own this, like how do people, how do some people get to where they are? And that's kind of how I began like the limiting beliefs and the mindfulness and the meditation and the spirituality and wellness and all of these things that I have learned about in the last two years that I've really taken time to understand and really get a grasp on. And so I have decided, I'm like, oh my God, who am I to hold on to all of this knowledge and understanding? Who am I to just like hoard it? Like, do I think I'm better than other people? Like, why don't I share it and give other people the opportunity to do the same things in their life? Um, what I've noticed throughout my own journey and my own unlearning and relearning is, like I said, I'm not unique. I'm not special. The people above me aren't special. The people below me aren't special. Like we all have the ability and the potential to literally be great. And I want to give that to people and to say, hey, this is what helped me maybe this is something that can help you. And beyond that, what I've learned throughout this whole, this whole journey and mess of a story is why are we waiting? Why are we waiting for the bad things in our life to show us what we're capable of and show us what we're good at? Like, had I had taken the time from a younger age, which I know sounds crazy, but this is how I'm trying to teach my daughters. It's like, if I had taken the time to learn what I'm capable of, what learning is like, what growing is like mentally and physically. Like, I almost wonder if my cancer journey and my mostly my life after cancer could have been different, more productive, less self-hatred, less unworthiness, less body negativity, you know, whatever you want to call it. I feel like had I had these tools then, I could have been in a better space to handle it with more love. Um, and that's something that I'm very excited and nervous to talk about is, you know, what did during my snowboarding journey, what did that mindset fully look at look like? I believe I have a very strong growth mindset. I really believe that like I can get stronger in my weaknesses and get better and like make my weaknesses on the same level as my strengths. I firmly believe that we all have the ability to do that. Like your weaknesses are just your weaknesses because you haven't spent the time to develop them as much as you had your strengths. So I think that's something in sport that has really helped me. But, you know, what is it if I could have had these skills, I guess, mentally of, you know, seeing my worth, seeing what I'm capable of, knowing that my experiences are not a reflection of who I am, knowing that my body is not a reflection of who I am, knowing that like I have the ability to literally decide what I want in this world and like understanding from a younger age that like life can suck. Like life really can suck. It can give you some of the hardest things, but instead of like sitting in the pain. Well, I'm not saying you shouldn't feel pain. I'm just saying allowing the pain to take over your life. You know, if we could just decide like, hey, I'm going to start practicing this resilience. I'm going to start practicing this mindset now so that this doesn't take over when things do go south. Um, so I guess that's something that like I'm developing because I like, no, I don't know. This is probably going to sound really like messed up, but 
I look at like people who are older than me and who have had more years in their lives. Like they've gone through something traumatic and then 10 years later, something else traumatic happens. And I feel like if we're lucky to live that long, we're going to see more crap. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. I just feel like if we can train for it essentially and know like mentally and physically, like we're going to be okay. We're going to come out on the other side. It's all a learning opportunity. We're always moving forward and through it. It just makes it a little easier. Not saying it's not painful and it doesn't suck in the moment, but we understand that it's not a reflection of who we are and we're able to move through it a little easier. And so that is why I decided to move into this space. I decided, you know, who am I to hoard this information? Who am I to not share it with the world? Who am I to not say like, it's going to be okay. And this is why, and this is how, and this is what you can do now to kind of move through that and help with that. And so long story short, actually as surprising as long as that was, that was a long story short. Like I could go way deeper into so many pieces of that, but for the sake of entertainment purposes, we're not going to go into that today. I will break it up another time, but long story short, I wanted to understand and develop, I guess, a reasoning why some people are able to be high performers and while some struggle. And so it all kind of came down to mindset wellness, spirituality, meditation, and I am here to share all of that knowledge with you. So with that, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, leave stars, comments, whatever you're supposed to do, reviews, just help me out if you don't mind. And then additionally, next Thursday, actually Wednesday. Now with that, next Tuesday, I will be going live on Instagram, sharing the basics and the understanding and the education of limiting beliefs. I will kind of dive into, I like to say like limiting, limiting beliefs 101, just knowing what the heck they are. When I asked on my Instagram, so many of you guys didn't even know what a limiting belief was and you've never worked on it. And this is something that you can work on by yourself. I do believe in like, if you have gone through you know, really traumatic things, seeking a therapist can really help with the healing of the past traumas so that you can move through and develop more strengthening of your limiting beliefs later that are not tied to trauma. And so I will leave you with that. I look forward to seeing you guys Tuesday on my live. I hope you under hope you understood. I hope you liked this video. Heavens to Betsy Brenna, get your words right. And yes, I really enjoyed this and I really look forward to more episodes with you guys. Um, next episode, I am actually having my mom on my podcast and I am asking her questions that we've never really talked about together about my cancer journey, my amputation journey, our moving to Utah journey, our Paralympic games journey, literally all of it, how she's handled it, what she's experienced through this time, what she's learned and unlearned. And yeah, I really am very excited to have this conversation. So thank you again for following along. I love you and goodbye.